Dream Warriors. Thank you for joining me. It is day 27 of the 31 Days of Dread, the Dream Warriors annual podcast event where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. And I'm so happy to have you with me because we got Train to Busan. A lot of people seem to like this movie. My buddy Mark likes this movie. And we're going to dive right into it after this intro. So hey, thank you for joining me. This, I'm Peter. This is Peter. I'm your boy, your host, uh, your go-to guy for all things horror. Uh, you know, somewhat horror expert, horror aficionado. I wasn't this way. Uh, if we if we go back to last year's 31 Days of Dread, the 2017 30, <laughs> 31 Days of Dread, uh, you'll find that I did a lot of complaining about watching all those horror movies. And how they kind of mess with my, um, I felt like they, they mess with my consciousness in, in, in a very weird way. Because it put me, uh, I couldn't put myself in a state to watch that many horror movies. And uh, last year, almost every single movie uh, I saw for the first time. And it's, it's not that this year I haven't watched all the movies. But uh, we did do some of my favorites this year. And horror was always a weak spot. When it came to my understanding of film. And uh, the 31 Days of Dread is really a way for me to, uh, you know, like spread my wings for lack of a better term. But, you know, if it's 31 Days of Dread, they're bat wings. And yeah, to, and to really delve into the highs and lows and, you know, like the sweet middle, because I, I believe horror has a sweet middle, and, and, and unlike sci-fi, of, uh, you know, of a genre. To really see how people deal with multiple tropes, themes, uh, ideas, year after year. And one, one of the, the baselines that we've uh, uncovered this year and established is that many of the tropes still used today in horror uh, came out of the 1930s. One the 1932 Universal horror movies, and um, those templates are still used today, and uh, that kind of uh, that comment right now leads us right into Train to Busan, and uh, you know, but before I really roundhouse and jump into this movie, uh, you know, I, I do want to say something. So, uh, you know, Dream Warriors is full of contributors. Uh, there's constant dialogue. See, so here's here's the crazy thing. A lot of the contributors for Dream Warriors. Oh, jeez. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I I have my phone. My phones are silent. That's my 5 a.m. wake up call. <laughs> just just to give everyone an idea of how I run the Dream Warrior Studio because we're relatively all day and all night here. And and but yeah, so. A lot of the contributors for Dream Warriors are not always on the show. These are people who, uh, you know, contact me via Twitter. They contact me via Instagram. Some of them are close personal friends of mine, which I'm about to jump into my 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 close friend Mark. And I say close friend because you don't know uh, who someone is until you uh, fight them, and that's a line from Matrix Reloaded. Uh, and like by that I mean like uh, Mark is a uh, true and true contributor. He he is the obsessive type. Uh, you know, like maybe maybe to a fault, but it's uh, like I view Mark as like uh, Doctor uh, Oakum. 
from <laughs> Independence. I, I can't <laughs> I can't make an Independence Day reference without laughing to myself. But he is Doctor Oakum. Uh, you know, like in Independence Day, and yeah, I would say even Independence Day re- Resurgence because it's it's the same character. <laughs> and it's 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 so well uh like played and, and brought back hey say what you want about independence day resurgence the original characters are brought back uh completely intact and they are the characters they were in 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 the first movie 20 something years later but yeah and uh you know mark and i always uh when when we're talking and which is somewhat challenging uh, because, you know, given he, he has his full schedule and lots of responsibilities, he, he, Mark has a level of responsibilities that, um, you know, will challenge a person, uh, getting anything out of life, uh, for themselves. And, you know, like, and, and, and this is something I see in a lot of people where they put everything they have into others and they, they don't work on themselves or when they begin to work on themselves, it's maybe a little too late. And, you know, Mark is, uh, Mark just has a lot going on, but he is one considered one of the long-term contributors. My relationship with him sparked the idea of a podcast that ended, you know, like the, and him and I went through a pause period and Norm and I, uh, started the podcast, <laughs> sat, just sat down with a snowball microphone and rock and roll, you know, like rock and roll. So, you know, uh, Mark's enthusiasm and uh, I w- just the idea that I was able to share, um, you know, something with him when uh, we reconnected, that we were actually had like a commonality and we both were very familiar with, uh, you know, like 12, 3 o'clock comics, 12 o'clock comics. I don't even know if those guys are still around anymore. But there was a couple comic book podcasts. And that was my entry point point into the art form. Uh, you know, where, uh, like, I wasn't reading comics too much. Uh, I was going off of their recommendations. And it, there was, like, this uh, cabal, almost, of just guys that were, like, you know, maybe drinking having fun, doing the podcast, talking comics, uh, really going into a deep dive on something like the, the history of what they were reading. And, you know, uh, around the time of the Watchmen movie, you know, like that's where Mark and I reconnected and we had like these shows in common and it was great. So uh, things happen in life. You know, Mark really at that point hit a, um, you know, like he... Uh, I want. I, I don't want to say he hit tragedy, because I do feel like he got out. Like I, you know, like it may not have felt like that for him, but 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 by that I mean, um, the relationship with him ended with a female, and I wholeheartedly believe because I did at one time was um dealing with this woman for a website, uh, and you you can see uh, a lot of, of a person's nature, uh, through their um dealing with them on uh, on a friendly casual business sense where like you're volunteering a lot of your time and self into a person just because of who they know and a lot of times people are amazingly grateful for that they they you give them five minutes you feel like they make you feel like you're giving them five hours and you know like i don't think any of that was reciprocated during my exchange um but anyway so mark 
kind of like became single, we'll say. But I do believe he, um, you know, he got out. Like, he, he got out on top on, on that one because uh, a lot of times, you know, again, you don't know who someone is until you fight them. Like, for real. Hey, look, a, a lot of my... A, a lot of, a, a lot of my beliefs with relationships are very much uh, known uh, throughout my friends. Like, you know, like, uh, how I believe, uh, you know, relationships are strong, how I believe they go on. And, you know, like, I'm very vocal about these things. Not, not so much here on the podcast. If, if I'm sitting down with someone, most likely, um, you know, we get into those things because, it, again, it becomes a little bit of a, uh, like, a... a <laughs> It's like Dream Warrior someone is like a, of a Peter like audio log. And yeah, so a lot of times when, you know, we go through relationships, uh, like literally go through them, um, you know, like you don't really feel like you know the person until you fight them. And this goes with, you know, like uh, intimate relationships or friendly, like, you know, that Mark and I have. And I really don't feel like Mark knew this woman until he, he had to fight her. Uh, on the exit of their relationship and you know like just knowing what I know about her and even if Mark is uh, you know I give everyone the benefit of the doubt if Mark is 50% lying to me let's just say yes the other 50% that that could be true is scary but so anyway so (laughs) going on tonight so so Mark uh, Mark is pretty much like back into the mix I love it I love that he is, uh, you know, look, he's not 100% always available via text message, which I don't understand how anyone's not, but whatever. Um, you know, it, it comes, it goes. But, you know, we still have somewhat of a dialogue, and one of those dialogues is trained to Basan. And he, we wanted to talk about this movie at RetroCon, which kind of didn't happen. And I, I did want to analyze some of that with him to why we did not record in the hotel room. But anyway, so RetroCon like com- comes and goes. Uh, we don't talk about this film. But uh, at the time, though, uh, I didn't see it. And my sheer intent was to maybe do a swerve because we like swerving here in Dream Warriors and to sit Mark down to maybe for the first time for Dream Warriors. Uh, one of my ideas was to speak with him about a movie I had yet to see. And maybe, um, you know, calculate uh, if it was going to make me see the movie differently, receive the movie differently. Uh, you know, like I never really did that before. And I was really curious on if it was going to have an effect on how I saw the movie. So a couple of days go by. I, I watched the movie. And, you know, like I could go through the actual text messages, but I'll just go off of memory. Um you know, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll hit the plot real quick. So the, the plot is uh, there is a zombie outbreak. Uh, these these chemical guys are doing chemical things in the laboratory experiments. We don't see it. It all happens like you know off screen. And then there is like this zombie outbreak in South Korea, and this guy is trying to you know take a train uh, with his daughter to to somewhere. And they're trying to go to Busan, which is, um, I think it's a 1.5 million people live in Busan in South Korea. South Korea, it's one of their mo- more prominent cities. I would say, like, comparatively speaking, it, it might be like there. If New York is New York, you know, so that could be like Seoul. 
uh, I would say like Poisson is probably their Chicago. Uh, you know, if you just needed to have like a um a relationship like in scale, it's it's also a port city, I believe, which is you know makes it uh a consumer driven um you know like important. See, most port cities like here in Philadelphia, uh, it's, they're very important. Port cities usually drive consumerism. Uh, and this is true for uh, New York, uh, L.A., and Philadelphia. And we're probably the, the three biggest, um, you know, cities, I was thinking, in the world that truly drive consumerism. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Let's talk about zombies. So, Train to Busan is essentially a zombie movie where a guy and his daughter are trying to make their way back home. And... Yeah, so we like it, and that's it. There, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. It's it's people on the train with zombies. Uh so I started watching this movie, and I text Mark. We're cycling here, everyone. Try and keep up. Uh, I'm, and I say that for me. That's a reminder for me, not for you. Yeah, and during this, it's like okay. I immediately had a flashback. Uh, I stopped watching The Walking Dead. I think it might have been episode three, when they um, were convinced. I don't like. I don't know if the show ever took this back or if they reconned this, but I just thought it was the stupidest, most ridiculous thing. But um, they were like, "Oh, because you have to have a hook, I guess, for zombies. So, like you have to have them different." Uh, in Walking Dead, the zombies operated through smell. So two of the characters were like, hey, if we cover ourselves with blood and walk around like a zombie, the zombies are going to think we're fine. Duh. And they do it. And they walk through like this. You know, they're like, I think in, in like a tank. So, and they, they go through like the bottom of the tank and they walk through this crowd of zombies and you know, whatever. And I'm like, this, this is potentially the stupidest thing I've ever seen, um, you know, for the for bringing the zombie genre to like a real realistic form, which again, uh, for all of the for even Walking Dead, like what you're measured up against is the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. You know, like that is still the marquee because that movie, number one, introduced a science to the zombies. You were able to follow. You knew what the stakes were. It introduced a new type of zombie. And it introduced a new type of hyper uh, chaos that the zombies uh, created when they would, like, arrive. Which, again, it's WWZ and even this movie. You know, like, to where the, the, the zombies move and act a certain way. And for some whatever reason, you know, we have things like explosions and fires happening with zombies and and these are some of the things that we're we're told uh are believable when we watch a zombie movie and the more i watch zombie movies that have this massive chaos that 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 splinters out of their actions uh it, like the less believable i i think it is uh, it it doesn't come through it doesn't thrill me it doesn't capture me and I'm trying, I'm trying, like, even with Train to Busan, there were so many times where I'm like, you know what, this is solid, like, you know, like, it is everything, and, but the zombie stupidness, I could not move past, because the movie presents itself as serious, 
it would be different if it, if it was a little bit more self-aware with the ridiculous ideas, very much like the, the Marvel movies, how Marvel is self-aware that these are st dumb superheroes with dumb names, uh, with ridiculous powers and whatever. And, it, you know, like the Marvel movies have like almost like a whatever gravitas to their presentation. Okay. So, I can't watch The Walking Dead at all after that episode three and i'm watching this movie and the hook for the zombies spoiler alert not not that that, that we do spoiler alerts here <laughs> is that the zombies have a um they they operate through sight which now would make the zombie invasion last only eight hours until the sun dropped down which is completely dumb Okay, and now if they cover up something like uh, like a glass par part partition door, a glass sliding door with newspapers, they're safe. Uh, and like, you know, and this is a unlocked door, by the way. So you don't even have to lock the doors. If the zombies can't see you, you're safe. So it, 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 early in the movie, we establish that if you just blindfolded the zombies... If you put a bag over their head, what works when the train stops at the uh, at the one train station? Uh, we're safe and and we're fine and and we're going. Uh, Night of the Living Dead worked. It worked because we had this thing called the Venus Comet that was reported on the radio, and the dead rose, and that was it. And it, they, it, there was a, this eeriness in, in believing that, you know, in believing that it, um, this is something otherworldly that's operating the zombies. And when, when we're in that context, we, we can have these things be like true killers. When we add science to the creation of the zombies, we're now creating excuses because we're close to science, like as creators, like, uh, you know, um, you know, like, and we have to be able to explain it. So it's kind of like the, like the 31, uh, what is it? The, um, yeah, I'm forgetting that the, 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 the one zombie movie, you know, where the, uh, the, if the blood drips in your mouth, you get it, you know, like it's, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you just want to watch a movie for what it is. And the logic kind of comes in and it almost like pulls it out. So I texted Mark. I'm like, the gimmick for the zombies is one of the stupidest things that, like I've ever seen. The The movie itself, Train to Busan, who I think, uh, I, if I, I'm just go, going off of memory, 11 million people saw this movie. It was a huge hit. Edgar Wright loves this movie. Mark. Mark loves this movie, and and that's the reason why we were talk, talking about Mark earlier. See, so now we have like another contention point with Mark, with Mark and myself. <laughs> we don't agree on this movie. We don't agree on Devil's Candy. Uh, so I don't know what is happening. Uh, Mark and I used to be so aligned. I mean, we have it documented. I mean, there's times where we saw movies together and really had the same through line uh, between the two of us. Uh, you know, we both love Speed Racer. Like, how rare is that? Uh, we don't seem to in agreement with anything else. And it's, it, like, I don't want to say it, 
it's um troublesome to me but it's it makes me question uh life and like you know like how much does your taste change through time through other circumstances uh, you know like have have i become more lenient and mark is more stringent on his take and i you know like that's kind of like an interesting Sis- siskel and ebert type scenario because we do have um you know maybe like the foundations of where we're like seeing these how like or the foundation of our lenses so to speak is uh has shifted and we can't deviate from it and that that's that does bring me delight that because i really do like seeing this but yeah so train the person is we're going to get right back into the movie but uh, train the person is a well-made zombie movie i would say it's one of the best you know like of the well-made zombie movies you know it's it's well shot the, the zombies do have rules uh they utilize the rules throughout the entire movie it has characters you want to survive it has characters you don't want to die it has characters you do want to die so it has all of these things and it has pressure because we're on the train look train in trains and movies always freaking work this goes back to uh the the midnight express you know the uh, the uh, john voight movie okay um you know with with eric roberts uh you know trains and movies freaking work uh it's awesome that now that there's a zombie train movie uh, you know like could i watch this movie again could i appreciate it again a hundred percent um you know the the did i add this movie because i wanted to disagree with mark certainly not you know i would love to sit down with mark and do a, like an adulation episode and and you know maybe discuss the things we liked about it more, more than anything um but yeah it like it it's almost like a sticking sticking point with me now like it kind of gets to me that that mark and i don't seem to be lining up and then there's another movie that him and i don't line up on and you know we'll talk about that later too we'll talk about that on another episode but we do have three movies now uh i'm I'm only listed two so like coming down to it like what would i tell someone to watch watch this movie a hundred percent this is this movie is a full recommendation like if we're going to get into it and you're like pete how like you just you just spent 20 something minutes trashing the movie correct but i think as a audience standpoint it would be like the same as me not being able to um recommend like armageddon or independence day because they're just fun movies and you know like you want someone to to have like do you want someone to have fun or do you not and like that's the question you answer (laughs) and you would have fun watching this movie the average person would completely have fun outside the subtitles because you gotta read um watching this movie and that was a part of it too is is i did want to do another uh foreign movie you know um i the last two years i thought i was going to do more of a uh, foreign horror movie focus which and i haven't and and you know maybe going into november which is a few days away uh you know like maybe i'll i'll sprinkle in some of those those foreign movies that are that are on my list and some of my favorites uh because i do believe for some reason horror transcends culture and language unlike comedy but horror does and it's interesting because it's the only genre that kind of does uh you know action movies don't hold up and they don't resonate uh when they're translated uh and they deteriorate 
they they kind of break down through time you know john moves the killer a better tomorrow like i'm looking at you guys it's still kind of it's funny but yeah so look um but everyone uh dream warriors day 27 of the 31 days of dread uh i i stared at my coffee the entire time while i'm talking to you <laughs> so hey, let's just pick up our cold mugs together have a swig of the good old java magic let that let that java flow through our veins let that the magic hit our pupils and our gray matter and brighten us up and hold up our mugs and cheers to productivity and conversation and thank you so much for joining me for day 27 uh, it was a pleasure you can find this movie on netflix please watch it and if you, if you disagree with me oh my god hey everyone yeah really thank you so much for uh sticking with me through this journey because it really hasn't been easy and look uh, I, I i maybe like a part of the dream warriors it's sub commentary outside of uh <laughs> all the movies and like everything else is that uh, it's somewhat of a life blog it's a dream warriors uh, thank you for it's, joining it's me different, it is day 27 of the 31 days of dread the dream warriors annual podcast event where we celebrate all things spooky horror gory halloween it's the 31 days of dread and we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of october so we got a good one here or do we everyone says we have a good one so let's get into it <laughs>